Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 891. It's SEMA week. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to SEMA Week. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest all the way from Australia, Jace Andrews. Hey, Jace, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Hey, yeah. Hey, you going, Mark? I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm ready for a roll. All right, all right. Jace Andrews is the host of Australia's number one four-wheel drive and adventure show, All for Adventure and All for Adventure Unleashed. Driven by an unquenchable love for the undiscovered regions of Australia, this modern-day explorer is persistent and fearless when heading out into the wild. Jace honed his skills in the Australian bush, from an early age, having driven across Australia six times before his mid-20s. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. His experience living off the land in some of the most remote and hostile parts of the country have given Jace knowledge and skills that he loves to share with others through his television shows. Jace and his crew push the limits, making the all-four adventure shows the best 4 by 4 adventure shows on Australian television. And by the way, audiences here in the United States can watch that show on a subscription via a U.S. website that went live back on the 23rd of October. And I get to catch up with Jace at the SEMA show this week, shake his hand, and say hello to this daring adventurer. So, Jace, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share just a little bit more about your wild career and an obvious passion for driving vehicles off into the bush? Well, Mark, it all started when I was a, a young fellow. I learned to drive at a really young age because I grew up on the farm. And um, it sort of all started there. And, and once I learned how to drive, I just wanted to go faster and harder. And the real passion for me was, the, was off-road. I, my first ever car was basically the cheapest thing I could afford was this little Suzuki Sierra with big fat tires and a transplanted engine and I blew the engine up within a week <laughs> <laughs> and I, I learned I learned how to fix cars I learned how to work on cars and my trade see my background is um, I'm a tradesman I'm a boilermaker which um, and I think you understand what a boilermaker is here in here in the state I know I, c I know I can order one if I'm at a bar Ah, yeah, no, no, no. So I'm a steel worker <laughs> I got gotcha. you I'm just steel. I'm just pulling your leg yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that is a cocktail, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, and so, you know, I, I started getting into four-wheel driving. I was racing. I was, you know, every second, every weekend, every, you know, Thursday nights, if it rained, I was out out in the mud. If it wasn't raining, I was down the beach driving and off-roading. It's just all I wanted to do. Yeah. I lived and breathed it, and I have done for the last 30 years. Wow. And basically... I came along and um, I was in my mid-30s 10 years ago and I one day, I, I don't know, I don't know what it was. I just said, oh, look, I've got to get out of here. I've, I've been working hard. I'd travelled around the country a lot and travelled back and forth and, and I just said, oh, I want to film what I do. I want to film it. I want, and I said to my wife, I go, I want to be a TV star. <laughs> and my wife looked at me like some weirdo and went, 
Yeah, whatever, honey. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. Wow. And you wouldn't believe it. You, yeah, and you wouldn't believe it. Um, my wife stuck with me thick and thin, and we're talking mortgage, last payment in the bank for my mortgage, used all our savings right down to the last dollar and just put everything we, we saved into this business. Yeah. And it came through. So now we get to four-wheel drive. I get to four-wheel drive and adventure and experience the country on a regular basis and basically show people what, what it's all about in Australia. Well, talk about taking a dream to the limit in many ways, which is exactly what you do. And it sounds like you married the right woman, somebody who uh, stands there next to you and uh, tolerates your craziness and uh, supports you in everything you're doing. You're a very lucky guy. And we're going to continue this journey with you, this wild outback journey as we carry on. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a mantra or a success quote, some kind of saying that has a lot of meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning and the dust flying since we're in the outback so jace take the wheel oh look if i if i had to have a, a mantra or a success quote i would it would be follow your dreams and go hard like you know if you you, you get out what you put in you, you don't all you know you, you you try hard and I've, I've been working hard my whole life you know i just everything i do i put 100 percent in and it just takes that one little you know, you go down that correct road and all of a sudden it just opens up and it happens. Yeah. And this is what's happened. This, this, I've, my wife and I have, have been in business for 15, nearly 20 years and this has been our most successful business ever. And we're not, and the reason why I call it a business is because I took my passion and my inspiration and I turned it into a business. And the business is, television we we entertain we make entertaining content for people to be inspired by well that's why i have you here because the mantra here at cars yeah is inspiring automotive enthusiasts so you fit every part of that profile exactly <laughs> exactly so much fun well let's go back in time you talked about that little this is suzuki i think you said it was your first yeah. car but let's go back in time to your first very special car that first time you got a car that really had some meaning for you and tell us what that vehicle was i think um i, I would have to say when I, when I was younger, I, was, I used to play around. I used to do a lot of racing, and I actually was used to drive my race car to the event. Oh wow! I never had any money to you know to buy tow cars and all that sort of stuff. I was I was an apprentice. I had I had chump change, and um, so I was working on the weekend, and then you know working during the week and building stuff for it, and then racing on the weekend. And um, but that first vehicle is when when I realised in life that. I wasn't going to make – you can't make a career out of racing in Australia. It's, it's a passion. It's a pastime. Mm -hmm. And um, I realized, well, if I was going to make some money, I had to get out there and get out into the world and pursue a career. And that's when I sold my race car. I had to sell it. And I bought this Datsun 720. And, I, and you guys will know them as a Nissan. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like a, Nis, a Nissan Dual Cab Navara. Do you have Navaras here? No, no have, I don't um, think they were ever imported here. No, it's it's like a Tacoma. It's okay. like a little Tacoma. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I went from a race car, you know, something <laughs> yeah. with a supercharged engine, to this thing with this little diesel engine. 
but this thing could get me across the country. Mm. And, and that's what I needed. So I went as far as I could drive from one coast of Australia to the other. So in your terms, it would be like doing Route 66 from one end right. to the other. Yeah, Australia's huge. Oh, it's massive. Like how many miles across Australia is it? Uh, would probably be around six and a half to 7,000 miles. <laughs> that's, like, that's like driving to the West Coast and then back again, you know, from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's just huge. It's, it's massive, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we, we can't actually drive straight across on a main highway. You have to go up, up north and then come back down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Well, you talked about starting this business with your wife, cutting things very close financially. Yeah. You know, this entrepreneurial lifestyle and business life that those of us who do this stuff put ourselves into is fraught with ups and downs and challenges. And and these trips you take are fraught with ups and downs and challenges. So. So I'd love for you to take us to a point in time where you had a huge challenge or even a big failure where everything went wrong. Walk us through that, but then tell us what you learned from that experience and how, how it helped you gain even more momentum to move forward. Um, I, think, I think one of the, the biggest challenge or biggest sort of ah moments, you know, sort of, you know, grit your teeth moments was, um, and, it, and it's on YouTube. The, the actual clip is on YouTube because we were actually filming it. Mm-hmm. And it would have been when um, I got, because I love building four-wheel drives. I love building trucks. I'm, you know, building a, a like a tourer, a big touring vehicle that can tow heavy loads and, but also go off-road and, you know, get into those remote locations. So I just built this new truck for uh, season five and it was called, and I'm trying to remember now, I think it was called um, Across the Top. Okay. And don't, don't quote me on that because I've, it's 10 years we've been filming. <laughs> You've so, been everywhere. <laughs> yes. And, and Australia is a big country, so it's very, very remote. So to put it in perspective, we were, six, we were six hours in the bush from the most remote homestead in Australia. Wow. And the reason why I know that it's the most remote is because the owner of the homestead had an accident a year later. He had an accident. And it was 17 hours before he was evacuated oh for medical help. Wow. So that, that they had to get a heli, they had to fly a helicopter in to a certain location. No, they had to fly a plane in to a, to a station which was within 100 kilometers. And then they had to get a helicopter to take him to the plane and then the plane to the hospital. And it was 17 hours from when they made the phone call. Yikes. Wow, oh, that's frightening. Very frightening. So we were six hours by car, so by, by truck, six hours by off-road hard, you know, like a, a track, yeah. a trail. Uh-huh. We were six hours from that that homestead. Now, we'd, we'd cut across this salt pan, and a salt pan, you, 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 you're used to salt pans here. Yeah, well, we've got um, the Bonneville be, salt pl- flats here, which are pretty famous yes. for driving cars fast on. but Like a dry lake bag, but close to the ocean. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, we'd driven back and forth across this thing about seven times. So it was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And it was, the, it was towards the end of the day, the cameraman had looked down into his viewfinder, and I thought he, he was ready to go, so I charged across. Anyway, I got to the other side, and he's, like, waving his arms around, like, what are you doing? Like, he, he wasn't happy. He wasn't ready. Yeah. So I turned around, and I said, oh, I'll just do it again. I turned around at that point and drove back across. And, of course, at that stage, I 
sort of broken through the crust and I was bogged. Oh. So I'd gone down, right down in my truck, right? Yep. And this stuff is like soup underneath. Ooh. Anyway, at that point, we're like, oh, yeah, well, this is no problem. We'll get out of here. You know, there's an, uh, Simon, my, my mate, he had his truck as well, so he wasn't bogged. I was the only one bogged. At this point, the tide had come around the corner and started pushing in. Uh-oh. So the ocean started filling up the salt pan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. And, of course, well, it's all happening now. So, you know, all right, we'll get my mate Simon's truck and we'll get a big snatch strap and we'll start snatching. Snatch strap is like a big elastic band. You familiar with those? No, but I know what they are now. Tow rope. Tow rope. Tow there rope. you go. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's hitting the tow rope and he comes back and he's hitting the tow rope and I'm moving slightly. And um, anyway, he does that a few more times and all of a sudden he does it one more time and his car gets to the end of the tow rope and it turns and rolls on its side. Oh my gosh. Uh oh. Now it's really messed up. Yeah, the tide's coming in at an alarming rate. His car's on its side, and my truck, which is worth, I don't know, $100,000, is sitting in the mud, bogged to the axles with the tide coming in, filling up, you know, it's up to the door sills now, and his car's on its side. So anyway, I race over to him to see if he's all right, pops his head out of the door, he's okay, and it's like, we've got to get him back over, because my car's going to be underwater shortly. Right. And we're in the middle of nowhere. There's no help. It's just us. So we get the winch out the front. We race the winch out the front. And there's this little tree, you know, a little shrub. We hook the winch around it. And sure enough, we winch, winch, keep winching. And the winch, the winch pulls the car back onto its wheels. Oh. Yeah. And then we reverse back. But then he gets bogged. He's bogged now. I'm bogged. He's bogged. But, he, you know, every time he sort of reverses back, he gets stuck. We get some tracks under. He gets out of the bog again. And, we, and he's reversing back and forth. After about 10 goes, he finally gets me moving, and we get out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just in the nick of time. Yeah. Oh, geez. I would say just as the sharks are circling the truck. Pretty much. Pretty much. And that whole thing was on YouTube, and it, it basically um, it went what they call super viral. I'll bet. Yeah. So it went, it went – it was in the States here, rolling around the States here for a while. I was on um, – uh, read it, read it now, yep. or you've seen it, or something like that. There's a few shows, yeah, and um, yeah, it went nuts. It's up to three and a half million, I think. Wow, three and a half million views <laughs> in both both clips, part one and part two. So yeah, that that was like a oh, you know, oh, oh no, no moment. moment, yeah. So what's oh, no. <laughs> so what's the lesson that we learned from this great adventure? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what we learned. Um, well, we learned a we learned a bigger respect for salt pans. I'll tell you now. I'll bet. Yeah. Yes, we learned because what happens is, and what a lot of people don't realise is, when that tide, it was a super tide too. It was one of those spring tides, mm-hmm. and when the tide is forcing its way in, the the surface water underneath actually rises, and that's why uh, it, was, it, it it was so boggy underneath because the, the water the water table had lifted, almost like quicksand. Yes. Wow. Exactly, and it is like soup. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh! Wow. Do we learn a lot from that? Oh yeah. And don't if you tow rope and you because it's a big stretchy rubber band. 
you got to be careful not to turn to the right-hand side or the left, and it, otherwise it can pull you over It'll on the side. just yank you over. Oh, my gosh. That's it. Wow, one of the many crazy adventures. You'll have to send me a link to that video so I can post it up on your Cars Yeah show notes page so all our listeners can watch that and see it unfolding <laughs> as it did. Well, let's talk about a career aha moment. It sounds like to me one of your aha moments was that day you told your wife, I'm going to be on TV. We're going to go do TV shows. <laughs> Is there a big aha moment in your career that you kind of went, wow, yeah, this is the right direction. We're doing it. Yes. So in, in TV land in Australia, it's free-to-air. Free-to-air is the main network, mm-hmm. and there's only three of them. There's only three networks, three major networks. And um, I had what's called, uh, you call it a handshake deal for a, a TV contract, airtime. And I'd organized all my sponsors because you need to have sponsors to pay for your airtime. Right. Because it's not, it's not free in Australia. They don't pay you anything. You've got to pay them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had all my sponsors lined up and everything was all go. And I was just waiting for the contract to come through. And it was all in concrete then. Anyway, some big um, corporation or whatever came in and they bought, bought out the network that I had a handshake with. Oh, no. And all of a sudden... It all fell in one big heap. Yep. And I had no air, I had nothing. Had oh. no air time. Oh, no. So it was all like sort of falling around, around my, basically I could, I remember the day my wife and I were sitting there going, what the hell are we going to do? Yeah. It's just all falling in a heap. Every, that's when I had everything on the line and I was down to my last payment in the bank. And I needed that contract. And I, I frantically got on the phone to my sponsors and I said, look, if I can get the air to a similar, type airtime, can we do a deal? And they, they said, yes, we're happy to do that if you can do that. And I got on the telephone and I, and I picked up and I, I rang a phone number for a similar type network mm-hmm. and I end up, I was able to crack a deal. I was able to, to get a contract on the table from them Oof. and my sponsors stuck with me and, and they, they were happy to do this deal and then I signed the contract and it was basically it was that day forward that everything started to roll. Nice. Wow. And we yeah, we were three, four years in of being flat broke, spent all our money. This was our fourth year in of mm. being flat broke and wow. making not a cent. Ugh. Scary times. Well, well, you know, for those listeners out there that are putting it all on the line or they're thinking about putting it all on the line, what's the takeaway lesson from this experience that, that you could share that might give those folks some inspiration that there's still a chance, there's still an opportunity? Don't be afraid of putting it all on the line because I think if you push it to the limit, I think that's where you get the best, re- the best result. You get pretty creative, don't you? Well, you do, and you get you get so passionate about it that it actually, it's almost like you're willing it to, to happen and it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You, you got to get sharp. You got to pull out every trick. It's just like when you're stuck in a salt pan and you're bogged down, yeah. you got to figure out, you got to try everything to get yourself yeah, out Yeah. No of one else is going to help you. No, no, not at all. Well, I would assume you've had a lot of proud moments over your years of all the creative things that you've been doing with you and your wife and your team. Is there one that stands out that you'd share with us? A really proud moment? Um, I think just recently, actually, um, we had like a, you'd almost call it a successful time where, because it's all about um, ratings and 
it's all about your following, you know, your fans. And and one of my proudest moments would be is probably we were in Brisbane, which is the capital city of Australia, and it's we were at a four-wheel drive, a four-by-four overland-type show. It's mm. the biggest one in Australia, and, and it's where the public go and, and see everything that is off-road. Gotcha. And we had a competition running on our TV show um, all year through the series, and we were going to draw the winner, the winner of this, and it was a massive prize, $130,000 wow. worth of stuff. You know, it was like... It was like live the all for adventure dream, live that adventurous dream. You had to, you could basically hop in this car, had a trailer on the back, a quad bike, a tinny, an outboard, a fully equipped, you know, dual cab four by four, and you could hop in it and just drive off into the sunset. Cool. And so one person was going to win this. When we drew that on stage, I could not believe the amount of people. There were thousands of people there. Oh, how nice. And I'd never seen I'd never seen anything like it, you know. In all my time of being on stage and talking to my fans, I'd seen nothing like it. Because without the fans, you're nothing. Oh yeah. Without people watching your show and being passionate about what you do, and then getting excited about it, you got nothing. You you know you're just you're just another guy talking until you're blue in the face. And <laughs> yep. and so without the fans, but to have all those fans there that were so passionate about what we do. That that was the moment when you knew you were doing something right. Very nice. Ah, awesome story. Gave me goosebumps. Well, I know right <laughs> now that us U.S. watchers can go to Unleashed TV. There's a subscription service. We can watch your shows, yes. All Four Adventure and All Four Adventures Unleashed. But what has you really excited and fired up about what your future is right now coming into the end of this year and next year? What are you excited about? I'm I'm excited to see whether whether or not the public in in the US, you know, that whether they get as passionate as as Australian because I have I have we do have a few international fans already. We have people from the US that are fans of All for Adventure and Unleashed mm-hmm. and those people are excited. Like they get really pumped up about what they're watching and now to bring it to, to to launch it in America and 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 to the basically to that that community that overland four wheel drive four by four community, I want to see whether they get as passionate as my Australian fans do. Sure. Well, you know, there's a huge off-road community here in the United States. There are so many places to go off-roading, whether it's in 4x4s, Jeeps, motorcycles, whatever it might be. I've had lots of guests here on the show that are in that field of business and genre, whether they make equipment or vehicles or they take people on tours. It's big here. So I've got to think that if you just make people aware of it, that you're going to have a really nice following. And we love folks from Australia, us Americans. We we love you guys. You're the nicest people on the planet. Uh, It's just You are. You are. I've never met anybody from Australia I didn't like. They're just fantastic people. So combine that, your charisma, and with your experiences, I think this is going to be a great success. And for those listeners out there, I'll make sure I put links on Jace's show notes page here on the Carsdale website so you can go and figure that out. And you're here at SEMA to talk about the adventure and show the p- folks at SEMA, uh, probably the biggest show you could attend here. I mean, SEMA is is <laughs> huge. So uh, the folks here that will be, you'll be talking,
talking to at SEMA that will get some awareness and take that back home with them, I think will be absolutely spectacular for you. So we wish you the best, best, best success. Here's a very introspective question for you, Jace. If Jace was a car, what would he be and why? Oh, yes. Um, if Jace was a car, and you, you've, got to, you've got to sort of realize a little bit too that I have had a passion I've I've always been excited for about everything that is US when it comes to four wheeling. Cool. Because everything just seems to be bigger and badder and and lifted harder and you know every, and more power. Everything just seems to be bigger in a, in America, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was a vehicle, I'd want to be I'd want to be an F truck. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a big dual cab. Petrol or diesel, probably yep. a big diesel, big F truck with big wheels and a big lift and um, yep. all the gear to match. There you go. No problem. We can make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to SEMA? <laughs> well, SEMA, yeah. I mean, here at SEMA, there are trucks like that all over. It's incredible. I mean, and the builds and the, the quality of builds and the ingenuity and the creativity that you see at SEMA with all these cars being built and displayed here are absolutely spectacular. Well, Jace, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Yes. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Jace, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready, mate? Gotcha. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Make sure you got good tires before you travel into the remote 
country, remote parts of Australia. Oh, no kidding. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and spares, too. And repair kits, too. Oh, yeah. And lots of water and gas. So uh, <laughs> fuel. Oh, my gosh. Can't even imagine it. Now, how about a personal habit that you have that you believe has helped contribute to your success? What would that be? I've been told that I've got ADHD, but I don't. Trust me, I don't. But I just, I just seem to have this work ethic that goes on forever. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the entrepreneurial tenacity and persistent work ethic that all entrepreneurs have. You just don't stop. It's ongoing. But when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. So that's the secret. That's it. Yeah. Now, how about a resource? There are, there are lots of great resources out there these days, but is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? One of the best resources would be um, definitely um, online. Like the online, when, remember when, when I started All for Adventure, there wasn't, there was no Facebook. There was no, you know, YouTube was around a little bit, but there was no Facebook. So that whole online community is where it's at. And, and that's why we've taken all our, all our content and we put it on Unleashed.tv because all about being online. So if we just go to Unleash TV online, that's where we're going to find you, right? That's it. Awesome. Unleash.tv. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Now, Jace, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would that be? What the hell? Robbie Gordon. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, why yeah, not? Eh? Yeah, I think I know so. That guy? Yeah, yeah, that'd be real cool. Awesome. And you're the first one to suggest yeah, yeah. his name too, so that that's even better. So I like that. Is now, that it, right? is there a book you've read lately that you think our listeners would enjoy reading? A book? Yeah, I read a I read a book. I'm a massive history buff. Cool. And I I love history, and I love World War Two history mm. in Australia. And you wouldn't believe it that. We have a lot in common with the U.S. because in World War II, the Americans were based in Australia, in Queensland, where I live. And there's a lot of American plane wrecks that I have personally discovered, not discovered, but personally had a few firsts mm-hmm. and found in the remote parts of Australia. And they were piloted by U.S. servicemen. Oh, my gosh. So these are guys during World War II that were flying back to a base or back from a mission and something yep. happened, the plane ran out of fuel or just broke and they had yep. to go down. Wow. One in particular was Little Eva and it was a World War II plane crash. I think it was about six or seven men and out of that, three survived. One man and, and I, I should remember this guy's name, but I can't remember, Lieutenant, Lieutenant... Oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember it, but he he wandered off to the north with some some of his crew, and he was the sole survivor. And he was found in the remote Australian northern parts of Australia in the bush by a, a little Aboriginal kid on horseback. Five months after the plane crash. Five months. Oh my gosh. I kid you not. Do you know how hardcore the Australian bush is? It is remote <laughs> and hardcore. Wow. And he survived for five months. My goodness. Wow, that sounds like a movie in the making. My gosh. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Very cool. And, and, and get this, the connection with us is I was the second four-wheel drive to drive to the, the plane wreck's location, and the first 
four-wheel drive since the 1970s. Oh, my gosh. You can, you can fly in a helicopter. There is a little helicopter pad. You get a small helicopter there, but we are the first to get there by four-wheel drive. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That must have been incredible. Definitely an incredible experience to see that and think about that gentleman walking out of there and what all those guys had, oh, had to go through. Oh, my gosh. It was, it's an awesome story. It's, yeah. It's called, it's, if you Google Little Eva, World War Two Little Eva, mm-hmm. you will find it. And on one of my episodes, we do the mission out to Little Eva. Oh, cool. Very cool. Well, that's the first time that book has been recommended here on Cars. Yeah, and I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources on Jace's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Jace, J-A-S-E is his first name, Andrews, and you'll find that page with all these cool links. I have to get my hands on that book. That sounds like a very cool read. All right, Jace, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. Money's no object today because I'm paying. What would that vehicle be and why? Okay. You, you know what I would like? I actually have a, a bit of a, a liking to your muscle cars. Okay. Here we go. And I reckon, and, and quote me if you might have to quote me here, but a, a Dodge Challenger? Oh, yeah. The Challenger. Did I have a Hemi? The Hemi, you bet you does. 6.1 liter Hemi. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Muscle car for sure. Supercharger. Okay, we can do Muscle that. Muscle car. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. No problem. I think that'd be cool. Wonderful cars, obviously, and they've kind of brought that name back now in the uh, the modern era. But when you go back into the yeah. 70s, when that car was around, I mean, that that thing was cool. Big long yeah. stripe down the side, and it came in these wild mm-hmm. colors, you know, lime green and bright orange and blues and That's purples, it. sublime, and all these all these great things. So I think we could do that for you. What do they say? There is no substitute for cubic inches. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Jace, you have taken me on a great ride to the Outback today. I knew you would, mate. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. It's so good to see you at CMON. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off across the Outback in that Dodge Challenger? Um. Don't be afraid to get out there and explore your own country and don't be afraid to get over to Australia because it is an adventurer's paradise. Yes. Ah, wonderful country. There are trails here that will blow your mind. Ah, can't wait to get down under one day. And what's the best way for our listeners, again, to follow along with what you're doing these days? Um, The best way to get on to find out what we're up to and and to learn more about the history we get up, you know, the history and all those plane wrecks and all that sort of stuff and trails and, and, and you know, all of the Australian top end and everything that wants to eat you and uh, <laughs> yes. kill you, <laughs> <laughs> um, get on to Unleashed.tv, mate, because that's where it's all about. And um, basically you can stream so much content on there. It's, it's mad. You could You could watch TV for a month solid. There you go. Unleashed TV. All right. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Jace has shared today here with me. Carsia.com. Just type in Jace, J-A-S-E, into the search bar. He's the only Jace who's been here on Carsia. 
out of 891 people now, so he'll be easy to find. Check out what he's doing on his show. I think this is an adventure you will love to go on. Jace, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise. So good to see you here at SEMA. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Love your work, Mark. Thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!